Welcome to the Small Business Made Simple podcast where we believe a website with a clear message never confuses, beats the competition, and grows your business. I am your host, Sam Moss. Happy Monday, everybody. I cannot believe Thanksgiving is next week. So I have the best of both worlds when it comes to Thanksgiving. So one, I get to have dinner at my parents' house. And two, I also get to have Thanksgiving dinner at my in-laws' house. Lastly, I get to have it at my, not lastly, but I also get to have it at my church. So that's three. And lastly, I, I have cousins that live in Canada. So every October, we actually go visit them for what's called Canadian Thanksgiving. I know it's a little weird. It's really just a a copy of America because America's better. America's better than you Canadians. But basically I go there and that's four Thanksgiving meals within a month or so. You know, I look at the holiday season as a time when people get to spend more time, you know, off work and really just be around their friends and family. I think that having an extra vacation time is one of the reasons people just love the holidays. You know, no work for a while, maybe a couple of extra long weekends. But what about if you had employees and staff in your business that actually enjoyed coming to work and they didn't have to wait until the holidays to actually enjoy life? You know, it's not really something you normally hear about, right? I mean, if some businesses had employees that enjoyed being at work, I think they'd see a major uptick in business. I mean, a major one. And that's one of the reasons I I love going to Chick-fil-A. You know, everyone there is happy to be there. They serve you and they enjoy doing it. And this is what attracts so many people to their restaurants. And for those of you who are listening to uh, the podcast and you don't know what a Chick-fil-A is, First off, let me just pray for you because you are missing out. Chick-fil-A is actually a fast food chain here in America, and it is arguably the best. Uh, It arguably has the best chicken sandwich in the world. Um, No joke on that one. So the reason everyone that works at Chick-fil-A is happy to do do their job is because they have put together a company culture um, to make them enjoy what they do. So today on the podcast, I have the owner of ACS Facilities uh, here, uh, Facility Services here in upstate New York, and his name is Laredo Bulkley. Now, Laredo, he's going to share with us uh, what it means to have phenomenal company culture in your business and why you actually need it. So why it's important and why you should have it in your business. Here is my interview with small business owner Laredo Bulkley. Laredo, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It is an honor to have you here. Thank you so much, Sam. It's a pleasure. Laredo, can you share what ACS Facility Services is and what you guys do? Sure, sure. So ACS Facility Services is a commercial cleaning uh, company that offers uh, basic janitorial service, which is, you know, going into cleaning uh, Class A office space, manufacturing plants, schools, banks. Um, uh, facilities like that, and then all the way up to full site management, which would be an oversight of the snow clearing, the waste removal, Mm -hmm. pest control, uh, other duties like that. And have you owned the business for a number of years? Can you share a little history? Sure, sure. We started the business back in uh, 2008, right uh, when everything was sort of collapsing economically. And uh, so it was interesting, but uh, it took off really quick because there was a, a pretty serious need in the area for our service, and we grew rather quickly. That's great. So I want to talk today about 
company culture, and that's something you're passionate about. So can you share what does it actually mean to have a company culture? So, well, how about, how about I just describe it this way? So, you know, picture yourself going to work and busting your tail, just going in there and giving it your all. And at the end of the day, no one says, great job. Uh, five months later, you go into your six-month annual review. And uh, two weeks prior to that review, you, were, uh, you missed a day. And in that review, the only thing you seem to be talking to your superior about is that day that you took off, not the six months prior to, the five months prior to, and all the amazing things you did. Imagine how absolutely horrible and unfulfilling that experience might be. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's what we're talking about, the, the sort of the anti-culture um, that we're, we're pushing um, you know, to, to overcome in our company. And so when you, you think in terms of that is, that is exactly what I don't want, um, then you think of the opposite being is exactly what I do want, being recognized at a very high level, uh, being appreciated for the work that you put in. Uh, it's more of a, a form of unity within the organization so that the things that the company says it does or the leadership says that it does is talked about all the way down through and that all the decisions seem to be in alignment with um you know, with the the company mission and the core values of the company. And why have you found that that is important? I know it 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 seems like oh, that's awesome that I'm going to feel good because I'm 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 not just recognized for the day I took off six months ago. But why <laughs> is it really important to the the comp? Why is it important to have that company culture? Okay, so well, number one, uh, do you want to enjoy what you do? Right. So that's oh, whether absolutely. you own yeah. the business or your. Uh, a, a teammate on the business it doesn't really matter. Do you want to enjoy it? Uh, you can uh, have a very successful business, business and be stressed out and and have a horrible experience. It doesn't seem to to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. The other thing is is that it will lower your turnover rate, which is just going to save you more money. Um, which you know your employees will stay longer. They're going to be feel more connected, more engaged. Um, I think about three years ago. Gallup did this poll, and in the poll, they found that uh, 70% of the American workforce at that time was disengaged. And what I mean by disengaged is they were people that basically came in, clocked in, and clocked out. And it really, they didn't, they weren't passionate about what they did. They just kind of went through the numbers, got their job done, and went home. That means only 30% of the American workforce three years ago came in and they gave it their all. They were engaged. They cared about what the company did. They cared about the impact they made for their customers. And then out of that, one second, Sam. Go ahead. So out of that 70%, 18% of those are absolutely trying to destroy the company they work for. Yeah. So think about that. Uh, You know, so in in my mind, I decided to turn the company around and start focusing on the 30%. Mm -hmm. I want a a company filled with 30%ers. I don't want the 70%ers, and I certainly don't want the 18%ers. Yeah. So how are you showing that appreciation um, to build that company culture? I mean, I know you said first you 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 show the appreciation by, you know, complimenting them and things like that. But are, are there other ways that just make them love their job that you're implementing? Sure, sure. <laughs> now, keep in mind, a lot of the folks that work for me clean toilets, right? So <laughs> I was just thinking that, like, that must take a lot of appreciation. <laughs> yeah. So so you really have to do something special, right, and create something quite special. 
the people that work for me overall, and I'll say overall because nothing's 100% perfect, mm -hmm. or at least not that I've ever done. Uh, the people that work for me overall, they could get a job anywhere they wanted to for more money. They choose to come to work for me. They choose to be on this team. And they choose to be on this team for a variety of reasons. Uh, I think the biggest reason is um, behind our mission. So uh, just real quick, about four years ago, my wife and I, uh, we had three different businesses. We had a weird version of this one. We had a carpet cleaning business and a maid service business. And quite honestly, we were at the point of no return. We were going to divorce. It was horrible. We were fighting about money and everything else you can think about that two people who work in the same business uh, or businesses uh, fight about. Uh, and what we decided to do was to shut down two of them because we were doing them all okay, but none of them really well, right? And um, so we shut down the two that we did not think that would allow us to scale to the size to fulfill a, a mission that I had when I was about eight years old. And that is um, basically I was riding a school bus going by this, um, uh, the local fire department. And I heard a bunch of kids on the bus and they were screaming out uh, welfare scum and, and, and get a job and things like that. And mm -hmm. um, I, I turned around and I saw my mother in this food line. Right. And I was really ashamed that, to be quite honest at the time uh, because of the, the just all the things that were being said by the kids on the bus. Um, but then something came over me and I noticed that my mother was holding her head high. Like I didn't know that we, I knew we were poor, but I didn't know that we actually lacked food. And uh, because my parents really never put that out there for us. And she just held her head high regardless of the comments being made. So it turned a lot of that shame and embarrassment that I felt initially into a sense of pride. And from that time on, I had this, this idea that was it's kind of been overwhelming to be a part of uh, a feeding greater than a million people. And I don't know if I heard that from someone else or if that, you know, just really came from me, but the, I just want to be a part of that. And so my wife and I decided we ramped this business up. We're going to make a platform to help make that happen. And so what we did is we took this platform that allows our customers that come on to be a part of uh, partnering with us to supply food to um, a, a food bank. And we allow the, the employees that come on board to know that when they come on and every minute that they're clocked in counts because that is getting more barrels out to these sites. This, that is collecting more food, that is di distributing it out um, and working with other uh, strategic partners that we have, like Catholic Charities in this. And I mean, that's one thing, one reason. And then another reason is the way we use gamification. So I love Harley Davidson motorcycles. And um, I really wanted that uh, a piece of me in this company that was kind of entrenched in here um, uh, that so that there was a commonality built amongst us, the team. Not that it matters if an employer or a customer likes Harley Davidson. Uh, it's just that those that do uh, will feel an even closer bond, right? Absolutely, and, yeah. And, and so what we do is we take these Harley Davidson poker chips uh, twice a week. We take some orange and black ones and we put out on different sites and we'll put them in one of 10 strategic locations. And what that allows us to know 
on our end is are our people following our system, right? The cleaning system so that our customers get a consistency in service. Mm -hmm. But what it does for the employees is when they follow it, because again, probably 90% of the time they do find them, of course. And we put it up on social media. We blow them up. I've seen those. We, That's, you're absolutely right. I have seen those around. Yeah. And we make them, we make a big deal out of it uh, because we, we want to, we want to show them, uh, congratulate them for following the system, for doing a good job. We want to make sure that the customers appreciate them for that. And so when they do find them, we also send the customer a $10 gift card um, for Dunkin' Donuts so they can have a That's cup so of cool. coffee on them. And, and what it does is it kind of binds everybody together. And then we'll take that idea and quarterly we'll add in a, a pink chip, which, you know, they can get a $25 gift certificate from our court Harley Davidson for that. And then twice a year, we'll throw out a, a mint green chip, which allows them to get a two hour massage from uh, Elliot Jackson over here in Hornell. That's awesome. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and they love it. Like I said, they, they really enjoy this. They love that when we, we write a little blurb about them uh, on the post that we include something that's personal to them. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that we know that there's something personal to them is we use something that we call our employee love language uh, spreadsheet. And so we'll do a survey with any new employee that comes on board and we'll ask them some key questions. Like, I mean, simple things like, uh, you know, when's your birthday? And, and, and what's your favorite color? What's your favorite candy? And what's your favorite sports team? And, uh, and right down to what's the biggest motivator in your life? Is it family? And it's getting to know them at a deeper level, right? Absolutely. And this gives us a database of our, for our employees so that we can talk to them at a level that, that most employers don't think of or don't really, they just don't have that baked into their culture. Exactly. And, and, uh, yeah, because I don't have a photographic memory, so I have to write I. That's that makes two of us. Yeah, and so we do this, and so sometimes because we have that in place, in those little uh, social media blasts, we'll we'll put something in there that's specific that we know about them, and then it maybe the whole world doesn't understand what's being written. Why we say that you know that somebody is brings so much joy, but the rest of the team knows it. Or why we might say something's our someone's our hero, or they're our Superman, but the rest of the team understands it, and it and it brings a sense of closeness and unity to us. Um, and they're going to remember that. Absolutely. We'll be right back with the rest of my interview with Laredo in just a moment. You know, hundreds of websites come across our desks here at One Click Agency every single year. And here is a secret. They're all making the same five mistakes. I mean, they're basically making five simple mistakes, and you're probably making them on your website as well. So what we did is we wrote a PDF giving away for free uh, that we give away for free to help correct those mistakes. And you can find it at oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. And you can, you can either spell that out, use numbers, it doesn't matter. See, if you're going, if you're making one of these five mistakes, they are super easy to fix. They're really easy to fix. They don't take long at all to find either. This is foundational and basic stuff when it comes to your website. Now, these mistakes are basically equivalent to, you know, a business never turning on their open sign when they arrive in the morning, and then they just sit around, you know, for the day and, and wonder why no one is coming into their store. And you can say, well, you know, if, if, 
if you turn on the open sign, then people would come in. It's, it's common sense. You know, these website mistakes are that simple to fix. What you can do is go to oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. It's free. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. And I will explain what they are and how you can fix them. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. So not only are you taking the time to one compliment your your people and your the people in your business, your your staff, the people you do work for, but they actually get to have fun at work. They they know when they come to work, they're actually going to be serving the greater good because of money that's going out, because of how, you know, you've allocated things. So can you share how a business can implement some of this on their own because they might they may be a little bit overwhelmed, but what, what might be a good first step for them to, to go ahead and do something like this? Okay, so the, absolutely. And I'm glad you asked this question, Sam. It was a great question. So the number one thing I think that's important is to, well, uh, you know, first I would say do the Simon Sinek thing of know your why, right? Understand why you're going to do what you're doing so that mm-hmm. you can be passionate about what you're doing and you can go through the tough days. And we have tough days, right? Um, but then the next most important thing is to understand what your core values are, not what you want them to be. So it's not uh, when I first did this, I think I, I started out with the idea of what I wanted our company's core values to be. And the problem with that is, is that doesn't necessarily mean that that's in other words, you're not going to back it up with your actions because it's just something you want. It's not who and what you are. Exactly. So what's important is to understand who and what you are. And you do this through a core uh, value discovery process. So you have to figure out what those core values are. And a real cool and easy way to do it is to go ahead and call three or four, maybe even seven of your closest friends and say, hey, listen, tell me three things about myself in three words or less. When you think of me, tell me what these things are. That's a great idea. That's a great yeah. idea. And you look for the commonality in what the people are talking about. And what we discovered with ourselves was our first core value that was uh, maybe a little abnormal over the, the standard uh, thing that we all walk around with. Like we don't go around and punch each other in the head. You know, we obviously have that core value, right? But Exactly. Um, <laughs> but so like <laughs> our, our team first, uh, do more, uh, solve problems and have fun. And, and that's what we believe at our core. So, and it's what you're doing. And, when, and that really, once you name those, I just think back to everything you just said. And wow. I said, wow, that's exactly what they're doing. Right. And, and that's what I mean is the decisions of the company have to reflect what those values really are. And, and it can't be something different than I can go to a number of different organizations locally. And this is an unfortunate thing. And they will tell you what their core values are, but you can't see it in any decision process. That is true. That is very true. Now you go to Wegmans and oh my God, you can see it. it, You can see it in every nook and cranny in that place. Uh, I I only hope someday that people call us the Wegmans of the facilities management. Uh, (laughs) That's a great goal, man. (laughs) It is a great goal. Absolutely. And so that's the biggest thing is if you can really understand your core values, know that you you really only want to uh, 
uh, and again, there's some discrepancy in the industry about this, but I, I find that four or five core values are, are more than enough to try and get your whole team to memorize. And again, that's from the bottom to the top. And that means when leadership makes decisions, they have to make decisions based on core values. And the team, if you want to empower them, they must be empowered in a way that they can make decisions themselves based on those core values and not get in trouble uh, for doing something that's in alignment with your core values. So what you're saying is really the foundation is what you need to work on, the foundation of a company culture, because you can say, oh, well, we're going to implement this and it might work for two or three weeks and then it'll fizzle out if it's not the core of what you do, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I can teach somebody about gamification and say, hey, implement this and it'll be fun. Or, hey, go ahead and put a ping pong table in your office and, and show that you're fun. But if at the end of the day, anytime somebody walks toward that table, a manager is going to look over their, you know, over their glasses, the rim of their glasses down on that person instead of like saying, hey, come join me. Um, and, and, that's, and that's why it has to be foundational. Exactly. So I want to I want to close with um, kind of a, an implementing question for people listening. But how hard has it been to do this? Um, I know that it, it takes a lot of work, but is there light at the end of the tunnel for a company that doesn't even really have um, their core values set yet? Can you address that? Sure, sure. So to be quite honest, it's it's challenging. I, I don't really want to scare anyone away, but I also don't like to blow smoke uh, mm -hmm. because most people do. They, they tell you everything's, you know, there's rainbows and leprechauns and stuff, but they don't talk about how difficult it is. Here's the thing. If you use the uh, discovery tool or a discovery tool process to find out what your core values are, you have to live it yourself before you can expect any team member to ever live it. You have to buy into it yourself before you can expect a team member to buy into it. So you, it's not something you want to do in half-hearted. You have to be all in. And then when you get into the process, know that I think we've been in doing this. I, I've been using this process for about eight or nine years, but only four years with a specific company where we've where we changed the process. Mm -hmm. So four years took us to, to get to where we are, and we still have a long way to go. Uh, but look how long, again, Wegmans has been around and uh, they're still exactly. working at it on a regular right. basis. It's, it's yes, a working it's progress. It's worth that. Yeah. And think about it. Think about it. They, they're recognized as a company uh, in one of the best places to work in America. I mean, that's you can't be more proud of, of an organization uh, than that. That's, that's not an easy thing to do. No, that's so true. Loberato, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I honestly... I say this a lot. It's it's awesome for me to be able to sit down and learn before anybody else does because this is all stuff that I can implement in my own, own business. So it's been an honor to have you on and I really appreciate you taking the time, man. Thank you so much, Sam. And so, I really appreciate the work that you've been doing in the community as well. Well, thank you. I just want to ask, where can we find out more about you? So one, you and then two, your business. Can you give us a website or something? Sure, sure. So the the website for the business is uh, as or acsfacilities.com. Uh, you can find us there. Uh, you can find me on social media, uh, LinkedIn, just at Laredo Balkley. Uh, so L-A-R-A-D-O-B-U-L-K-L-E-Y. Laredo, again, thank you so much. It was great having you on. Awesome. You have a great day. 
man, Laredo is such an awesome guy. If you have ever gotten the chance to interact with him and see how he runs his business, you're going to be totally, totally inspired. And you can just see, you know, the way he has built his company culture and it is paying off for his business. Just like I said in the beginning, you know, he gets it and he just loves people and what he does. So make sure uh, you take the time to check out his website, www.acsfacilities.com. Com. Please take a minute and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and also leave a review. Uh, this will help get the word out about the show, and you know I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. You guys are amazing. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe a website with a clear message never confuses, beats the competition, and grows your business.